I kept saying barbaric last episode. I meant pagan. I know now it is pagan. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black O'Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Raised by Wolves, Season 1, Episode 3, Virtual Faith. This one was written by Aaron Guzowski and directed by Luke Scott, who worked on The Martian and a movie called Morgan. I gave this one a 9.6 out of 10. I really enjoy this show. They do some pretty nifty things with the camera work. The cinematography is also very well done. And the actor and actress, respectively, who play mother and father are such a power dynamic to watch. I love them. I kind of want them to adopt me now. (laughs) I want to be raised by an android. I know that what was it Amanda Collin is the female and I'm going to try to find the male's name Abu wait now I'm just gonna fuck it up Abu Bakar Salim I had to say it in my head a few times (laughs) before I could actually try to say it verbally I think I got it at least close. I find them incredibly compelling to watch, especially as they are having to deal with one very moody preteen. So we start this recap with father investigating the bloodstain of the animal in which they killed last episode, or at least mother killed, as they all wonder if it was an animal or a human rescuing party according to hunter because for some reason tempest would not know the difference between something attacking her and trying to save her life you're so dumb you are really dumb for real vita says she wants to go back to the ark and does not want to be comforted by mother who says it's okay she's like stay away from me evil woman (laughs) and then tells hunter that they will eventually migrate somewhere safer once he says we should go somewhere that is much more protected once Tempest hath given birth. Campion still talking that shit when she offers the three little pigs story to make everyone feel better or at least teach them a lesson and why not? It's at least good to have story time to take your mind off of the creature outside trying to kill you. Happy inside. I didn't like that story. I lied. I never liked it. It was stupid. You're gonna get a slap. That's what you're gonna get. He did get bruised from father shaking him, but apparently that wasn't enough to shut his damn mouth. <laughs> but seriously, sometimes you're gonna get a slap. Also, the Matheric only read Bible scriptures? Hell to the law. To the no, 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 no. This is why I don't like organized religion. This shit sounds like a cult. Because, if y'all want to be honest, the Bible is a bunch of stories as well. One tells 
<laughs> children and adults alike. I did miss last episode, however, how the uniforms for the Metheric look like from the Holy Crusades. I thought that was a nice little touch. And then when I'm thinking about these Bible stories, I'm like, well, at least three little pigs did not end with murder, rape, burning, or torture. Because some of them stories did not have a PG ending. Them children was riveted. Vita stopped crying and everything. She's like, okay, maybe you can stay. Ten years earlier, we get a flashback. Thousands of Mac Daddy Christians, a.k.a. Metheric, make a 13-year journey aboard the Ark of Heaven to Kepler 22b. And I was like, ah, this is during hibernation that they can interact as if they are awake. And the fact that they can actually move through certain places within the ship is actually rather cool. They meet their son, Paul. They're like staring down like, oh, maybe we should say hi to him. They're imposters. And apparently individual accomplishment is not a thing. As the first thing Marcus tells him is you're talented. Yeah, my hand was guided by Saul. I think that Paul is going to have a very rude awakening. I'm just throwing that out there right now. Because <laughs> it's always those that have that major rude awakening, though, that can go a slippery slope. And I can already see Marcus being someone that also may spiral because he is trash. <laughs> he continues to exhibit trash tendencies and I love Travis Fimmel and I know this is definitely now a different role than Ragnar Lothbrook because Ragnar you wanted to die for him the minute you met him and Marcus the more I meet him the more I understand but at the same time kind of want to slap him because he tells his significant other Sue as she struggles once again at the thought of pretending to be a mother to a child according to what she said it seems as if she cannot have children so for him to tell her stay positive listen 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 fuck up fuck up fuck up fuck up get out get out but just as you were ready to beat him from that moment he sees that his paul is not you know friendly with the other kids i did see vita in that group and i think holly and they are able to tease him and they do their best impression of cool parents they get all the other kids to be like oh we're not a part of him but then they take him away they play with him in the hallway and you see one of the women one of the priestess high priestesses i don't know what their order is watch them and she encourages this type of behavior because it's about happiness now that they will be rebuilding a new world after this war, which I'm finally getting answers on. I'm like, girl, bye. Man is man. There will always be conflict no matter what fucking planet you put them on. <laughs> Marcus and Sue reunite at the Ark in present time at the wreckage, and he wants to know about Paul, who she has tracked down to where their location is they're still alive the, all the kids that were taken lovely shot of the landscape and then i wonder once again did mother kill the other kids or am i misremembering how many kids were on board and then we have a moment later in this episode that still puts me in two different camps and i'm not sure how i feel about it 
back to base camp campion still willing after hunter tells him that reinforcements are going to keep them in that there is no real threat gets snippy with father who apologizes for hurting him and explains his reasoning that he cannot protect the camp campion tells him that this isn't real you're not real you've hurt me i understand this is what children do when their parents are not who they think they are i mean he's had a few l's the last couple of days as far as <laughs> life-altering events he's an only child he's lost all of his siblings he's been through a lot okay so i understand that this acting out is natural but it doesn't mean i have to like it and then he kind of redeems himself because there's that ingrained behavior right of a child who's always you know your father puts his hands up you know any good child good son that loves his daddy is going to jump into his arms and that's exactly what he does despite him saying the words and that is like what you have to do as a parent like your words are saying really hurtful terrible things but i know that's just hormones and you don't really mean it and i'll talk to you in about another 10 to 15 years when you get that shit under control and understand things from my point of view and he is vulnerable to being manipulated and hunter is doing his damnedest i mean every time he turned around there was his eyeballs there trying to take advantage of the situation and he tells campion that the threats out there are real it's not something that is being made up and he gives him a claw for his protection i hate that i got this new chair and it just makes this noise and it drives me insane just like what the fuck just move two seconds he then comes in to dinner hunter starts to give shit to tempest for being allowed to rest even though mother says she needs to be nurturing her baby and he continues to be lazy according to holly like you didn't even pick up no fucking <laughs> wood that was all campion stop playing father takes the blame for campion being late and i love her response of that i have no doubt <laughs> like you was always with that child tempest tells hunter to stop acting as if he has authority over her apparently the clerics have authority over the women or anyone that's below is that military families i'm not sure of that dynamic but i think we get into that just a bit later but holly i think says it as well maybe not but he continues to flaunt his lineage like that matters and she's like your father's dead my father is dead i don't know why you keep on pretending there's no mention of mothers why is that considering i believe that this whole entire metheric thing is a cult is that something they keep on purpose they clearly have clerics raising their children and look how that's gone for them you have brainwashed kids and a molested child mother is like y'all need to calm the hell down because we don't do all that yelling and hollering up in the house at dinner time and then tempest makes it clear because hunter will not shut his mouth that soul can kiss her ass as far as she concerned since his vessel raped her and then he gonna say you could be burned for that these bitches burning people for speaking up this sound like a 13th century church right here 
did you know in england back in the day if you talk back to your husband and you annoyed him enough i mean never mind all the rights he had over your body in person but he can actually put a contraption over your mouth that uh, a metal type of i've seen it before but it goes over your entire face it's ridiculous and it is allowed by the church if you were uh, someone who say i think they show that in vikings if you were if you stepped outside of your marriage your ears were and your nose were cut off if you're a woman now a man can do it all he wants it's just the woman now i understand hunter is just as much a brainwashed kid as everyone else just because he's a little older and a little bit more um actively speaking about what his cult does and what his status in that cult would be it still does not make me have a different reaction when he tells this girl that she should after holly asks, what are you going to name your baby because we're not doing jokes at the table father we're doing civil conversation she says what are you going to name the baby i don't know the sex yet well she named it after the father because it's the honorable and right thing to do Due to his status, she should be happy and most likely wanted it. No tape around his body, some fucking homicides. His face is on a t-shirt and his family's traumatized. I didn't even mean to shoot him. He just caught me by surprise. I reloaded my pistol, cop it back and shot him twice. His body dropped down to the floor and he had to drop in his eyes. He grabbed me by my hands and said he was afraid to die. I told him it's too late, my friend, it's time to say goodbye. It's going to take me a really long time to let those words not piss me off every time I see Hunter. I don't give a damn if he sacrifices his life. <laughs> That's what your life was worth. She then attacks him, telling him to take it back and then coughs up blood back at the wreckage marcus explains to the head what is his name eminence that the necromancer was reprogrammed as a caregiver and the man in charge lets loose the bomb that they are the creators of the necromancers what what the fuck so let me get this straight they themselves enacted genocide on earth in the name of religion these niggas crazy as fuck yeah this is definitely feeling like the <laughs> holy or what the holy wars in jerusalem yeah a lot of people died in the name of religion apparently a whole fucking planet in this case so he also says and i'm not even sure because i already look at marcus as someone who will lie and do it so easily that he is going to lose touch with reality because if you are such a prolific liar in the way in which he does even to the people around like there's an uncomfortableness about him that puts me on edge and then he mentions that she murdered all the children in bar one so there were other children good to know but then as soon as he said it i still got suspicious because mother is all about protecting children as soon as he said that she's a protected and a caregiver it didn't make sense to me that she would 
kill these other children. Like she would kill all the Matheric, sure. However, children value more to her than I even think to the rest. Because none of the, everyone else was talking about these kids. And the only reason Marcus was mentioning it is because his kid was in that bunch. And I bet if his kid was not in that bunch, he would not be having this conversation. I don't think so. He already need to cover his own ass that he don't seem to care too much about either. But we will get back to more of that a little bit later. Eminence, I thought, made the right call here. Like, yeah, his wife is told that he's he died or he's told his wife has died. But he's not putting <laughs> the plight of everyone for the plight of a few. Like, we don't have any food. We don't have any water. We need to scavenge what we can. There's no, um, we don't have any shelter there there's no heat like you we found you fucking in a damn pit like what the hell (laughs) which what is in those damn pits that's another question so i thought that was actually a smart play to say no we need to stop wait regroup there's more than just you here um we need to also (laughs) take care of the rest of our own they then burn the dead and Marcus says, you reap what you sow, which I found to be hypocritical. And let me tell you something. I may hate zealots, but I hate hypocrites more. <laughs> and that is exactly what Marcus feels like to me, because that was a really shitty thing to say. You reap what you sow. He got his wife died. That's what he gets. What do you deserve, sir? Because if everyone get, reaps what they sow and that's the only thing in that worthless book, then you should know you got a comings up coming your way. Anyhow, Campion with Hunter, never not staring, tells father, mother is killing all the children because everyone is getting sick. So I'm guessing some time has elapsed. They did not say, but I'm going to just give it a week that they've been eating the food. They're not feeling good. She's coughed up the blood. Campion says, I'm done talking to you because you keep telling me I'm special in a way that they, that you guys don't understand, but I'm done believing you. And I was like, I hope you break several bones. Sometimes kids need to learn a lesson, even if it's not killing them. Like, I don't want Campion to die, but I do think what happened in this episode, it could have been a little bit more fraught with danger. So that the next time he opened his mouth, he was like, oh, you, oh, you going to go out there? You going to go out there by yourself? Then shut the fuck up. Father goes to mother who has some insecurities about whether or not she actually is poisoning the children. He does not believe that whatsoever. She believes, well, the same thing happened to generation one. And I'm not over that, but hey, your trust is a little naive and misplaced, this belief you have and your mimicry of human love. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? Why you gotta hurt my mans like that, man? Because <laughs> he's feeling some kind of way. Hey, oh, no, I actually do love you. Thank you for throwing my feelings back in my face. But they're androids. So she tells him he must destroy her for the children's sake if in fact she is indeed 
poisoning them. He doesn't like that idea and she just flies away. Doesn't tell him where she's going either. Why Marcus gotta be so fucking intense making sure to know what she told them? Like, what did they say about your medical thing? I told him I was on med tech. What the fuck you mean? Why are you cornering me as soon? I mean, you didn't even say, hey, how you doing? I don't know. Just threw me off as a possessive type of mannerism that I see in people that are are not good people. On the arc, we learned the, in a flashback, we learned the Pentagon prophecy talks of an orphan boy. This is what they were talking about a few episodes ago, who will lead the people to their new civilization where it will be built a city of peace. And he has this look in his eye, Marcus, because you have Paul himself thinking, well, this Travis kid is going to be the one because he is an orphan on the ship. But clearly, he's really an orphan himself, which caused Marcus to have a look. I'm not sure if Sue gave a look or not, but she seems to be less... I don't know, listening to the what things are being said. I don't know. But he asked if he would be a good soldier. And he's like, no, your side or our side did not draft kids in the war. Only the atheists did. And then we get a transition flashback within a flashback to Marcus's childhood where a complicated tale begins likely to end in some type of megalomania. He is viciously trained in terrible weather, subjected to fights. He is a guinea pig for some type of tech to super soldier them up. And they're sent out into the field with that lethal thing strapped to their back that we see has to be destroyed. It was awful what the atheists were doing to their children Uh, This war does not seem as if either side was about the right. I think in the end, there's going to be what we all need to preach and practice is tolerance. And I feel as if that is the message that these kids are going to bring is tolerance. Because they clearly, we've gotten past that level and we need to get back there. Because I'm not all for one or the other. I don't give a fuck what you do in your house and your home. Don't come over to me knocking on my door telling me what I need to do. Back at the wreckage, I laughed out loud when that dude was like, Milk! <laughs> Marcus and Sue meet Lucius, a man that was friends with Marcus, his father, I guess, that served in the war. And he's like, so you forgive him. That's what Saul says. They then investigate the cracks where something is definitely living down in those holes. And Lucius says beneath the promised land will be demons that when light shone upon them, they should be like us. What does that mean? Are these things humanoid? How much of this prophecy? Who gave this prophecy? There's so much more I need to know. I'm not sure why mother needed to announce herself from 40 miles away that she was coming, but it gives them enough time to start hiding in the crevices. Marcus is told by the eminence to go out there and lead it away. <laughs> so will protect you. And he's like, yeah, but you can also just send one of your drones because that's better. And he sends Verena, one of the Verena, one of the twins. And that poor twin 
gets jacked. Uh, she is attacked by mother. Mother takes one of her eyes, then her heart. And then she gets up and wobbles her ass into a pit. She does get one last screech out. Mother, that is, before she leaves. Campy and the kids back at base camp lock father up in the shed and escape but father gets out and accesses the lander before seeing a lot of red i didn't know what that meant i thought there was a threat this whole scene i was so mad because father is very trusting and then he's just like no you wouldn't betray my trust like that and that's exactly what he did and then he counted to three and they was already gone i was like come on you got super strength they should (laughs) have he should have caught up with them but i'm gonna let it slide because it needed to be the plot marcus meanwhile is spazzing out when the other android is singing a hymn at the site in which her sister has disappeared apparently this is the same hymn played or sang when atheists are executed and because atheists are considered to be soulless just as much or i should say androids are considered as soulless by the metheric this is appropriate that she would mourn her sister by said song it catches the imminent's attention but he's like oh i was just scared that the the android's gonna come back sue realizes that mother took omnibiotics i don't want to say that word every time biotics for the kids tells marcus and he goes to the imminence with that information we should go after them it's a rescue party it's for soul and already already Marcus understands exactly how to manipulate people when you are in a stronger position against someone who is not is in control of a larger whole. Mother gets back to camp and that scream when she was looking for her children and then she went to one with Tip and she was like, ah, I stand and scream so hard. I need to have just an epic sound emerge from my mouth when my child has beyond crossed the line. And then father says, calm down. He lucky she ain't human or black because those two words are triggering as hell. He had to feel the lander. He has tracked their movements. It turns out Paul with his fucking mouse has (laughs) separated from the group. I don't know how you can call out to somebody and you can't, y'all don't hear him. It's not like there's 50 million people in the world. It's just the forest things echo however this is also for plot despite their disagreeing on what the actions would be if she is indeed poisonous he is able to tell her no i actually found out that the pits of the food that we have been feeding the children are radioactive the generation one got immune to it so it killed them slowly however these kids are not so it is killing them faster it spread to the shell they did not know this because they only tested the the actual whatever the fuck they've been feeding them and then he says you are a good parent and she says thank you for trusting in me father and that is exactly what she needs (laughs) like they balance each other so well even when they're in conflict themselves then we go back to these damn kids they are all huddled sad that they lost paul they cold vita's like i wasn't lying i told y'all ass i'm little y'all listen to me 
their shit out there and we should not have left and this is all hunter's issue but they blame it camion too because campion because he was on board tempest remarks that mother was kind and campion asks about the baby like is the baby okay they over there praying that soul saves them but his father and i laughed he came out of the gloom and <laughs> me to toss that damn rock and he caught it and he's like have you found that mouse yet campion get your ass in this lander he then tells them or him to seek the truth once they get back because tempest is very sick which he does and apologizes to the heir to mother and then apologizes to father as well that is when the creature jumps down and looks to attack campion father protects him puts it in the barn it did have a humanoid type of form to it he is hurt but doesn't care he immediately checks on his son and breaks down that after he apologizes that you betrayed my trust and made me look a fool and that protecting the children is his use that is what he does and without it i mean it's facts i love this positioning of father that he is the nurturer he is the protector of the children while mother is as well but they share in that responsibility and now i think because of her emergence of new powers it feels as if it's a little uneven and i can definitely see father maybe feeling insecure about that especially as the children keep fucking getting away from him and she keeps coming back to the camp like what the fuck dude the episode ends with the little girl tally who fell in the pit leading paul somewhere but he falls into a pit or he's about to fall into it to be saved by a branch i think mouse is dead because i saw the pouch fall and i think mother's going to have to save him because clearly paul's not going to die next episode i mean he could but i don't seriously think that is his fate really good setup of where we're going here i like the fact that they're just dropping little nuggets without exposition you're learning so much about the religion the metheric and what their mindset is you see some of the kids are more like you have tempest who really wants to toss off the shackles of religion and then you have hunter who's very attached to it and then you have like vita and holly and paul and even campion like campion's tolerant like i think he held hands while they were praying to eat he's like ah i mean i don't they're my new friends and if i care about them then i guess we're just gonna have to disagree and that's fine (laughs) we can do that and i will you know it's almost like going over your parents house and you know you don't pray at the the whole thing because i don't do thanksgiving like when we (laughs) when we get together it's a get together so I don't I'm leaving all the praying and shit when they do all that but I'm going to their house so I'm at least gonna be respectful and bow my head you know what I mean so I feel like that's Campion's mindset versus how mother's like y'all ain't gonna do this shit here and we're like eh, if you want to believe in that it's, it's fine but I have the right to question that and not believe that as well and that's that's the the most 
best way that you're gonna best case scenario you're gonna get in humanity is tolerance so those are my thoughts on the episode let's jump into the feedback So if you want to join in the conversation, you can send that feedback to blackholecouch at gmail.com. You can send it via audio or in written format. First up, we have Queen Shy. Well, hello, Christina. I am back to discuss another episode of Raised by Wolves, this time episode three. I am so, so happy that my work is over for the day. Today was a long one, so... I am here to provide my thoughts. Of course, I watched the episode yesterday, so hopefully I can recall all the things I wanted to mention, I wanted to highlight. Um, I will start off by saying I love Mimi's theory about where those creatures came from. And it looks like that might be the case from um, when we saw the, uh, the M's. The, the believers i'm just calling them believers because i can't met the methiax methiax whatever um them going into that cave that um that was near the ship um crash site so yeah i'm thinking either just like mimi said um the ship crashing opened up something in the underground and they're originally underground or the noise and explosion from the ship drew them over there to that area um or the ship disrupted disrupted their habitat wherever they were living so yeah definitely i think the ship was a catalyst the art crashing was a catalyst for why those creatures are out and about now um because yeah we went from them not seeing them for 12 years to now they're you know constantly around um so yeah so great point Mimi as for the characters I was glad to get what I had hoped to get which is flashbacks of um their time on the arc and specifically um Caleb slash Marcus and Sue slash Mary or Mary slash Sue um their interactions with Paul and how that relationship evolved and um, how Mary was hesitant to be a parent, to be a mother to Paul, but she grew into the role. Um, And it seems like from all accounts that they established a very strong bond and they grew to love love Paul as if he was their own. Um, And yes, so that's going to be interesting how... Paul happens to be the one that ends up missing, you know, being detached from the group and now is missing. We have mother out there looking for him and we got Marcus and Sue, I guess I'll need to call them that since that's their new name, um, determined to find him and finally getting your excellence or your ambiance to, um, gather the troops to go look for the children i like how they were able to even though they were hibernation they were able to 
their minds were able to still interact with each other. So I thought that that was pretty neat to see. But then again, I'm thinking about Tempest and the fact that with her being sexually assaulted along with some other children that they were because that you know originally I was thinking that you know she was asleep she wasn't aware of what was happening she didn't know what happened but then I was like how did she know but now I could see that's how she knew he was interacting with her mind while he was assaulting her so she could see what was happening and know what was happening but couldn't do anything about it which totally sucks then we see Campion yeah I'm with you Tristina Hunter gets on my dang nerves so he's feeling he's poisoning Campion's mind with these thoughts about father and mother uh, which led to Campion um tricking father and them all escaping and get themselves in that situation that they ended up in and needing to be rescued because they didn't want to believe what father was telling them that this creature was real which I don't understand because Tempest saw the creature so but then again that's because Hunter he's annoying um and Campion's listening to him because he's for some reason thinking that he knows something we find out that the kids the, the original children and now the ones that they have now are being exposed to radiation um in the air so I'm still curious as to how Campion was able to survive the radiation for as long as he has because even with the original six you know he was exposed to the radiation like they were and yet they did not survive and now these new children are having a hard time adapting so yep Campion is definitely meant for something bigger and better we see a little bit of Caleb's um, background um, in flashbacks he was recruited as a child because his parents were more than likely killed um, so the atheists it was the atheists against the believers it sounds like a some type of holy war between the two we see that Marcus is struggling to maintain the farce of being a believer because obviously he was trained and raised to be a soldier um, in the atheist side and so it's becoming more and more challenging for him to maintain um, the believer's mentality and so we see little cracks in that throughout this episode where he's challenging and questioning things and having to retract so that should be interesting going forward and then we have your ambiance I mean I can't help it I would just whirl in my eyes as every time they were calling him that I'm like really seriously and then when they are going to search for the kids he's on this stupid thing that they're carrying him on I'm like seriously I mean <laughs> oh anyways so uh that was yeah very annoying that dude was i think you were right christina i don't think i thought father had some ulterior motive but apparently he's as simple as it appears he's very he's black and white in his approach to mother so he's really and of course 
he was able to discover that mother wasn't the one um, making the kids sick and so my mother is to me she reminds me of an anti-hero type of role I mean she's not all the way bad but she's not all the way good either I mean she's done some horrible things but at the same time I mean she was somewhat justified in some of that and but some of it she wasn't I don't but I don't know so that's why I just see her I don't see her totally as good guy I don't see her totally as the bad guy either and that's what I love about this show is that it's not, it's not black and white it's not clear who the bad guy is who the good guys are because even with Marcus and Sue um I don't see them as the complete bad I don't see them as a bad guy at all um so yeah, it's going to be interesting how that all works out because it's a, it's a lot of gray in this show and I love that. I wonder if there's more survivors than the ones that we've seen. So that's something else. I mean, I'm curious as to if there's others that are occupying another part of the of the planet. So that'll be interesting to find out. Yeah, I mean that's all I have for now. That's all I can remember. Um, like I said, I'm I'm enjoying this show a lot. I enjoyed this episode, um, and I look forward to. I didn't even look up to see how many episodes um, this season has, but yeah, um, look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. I don't have any theories as of right now, so. Until next time, much love, peace, and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, shy. Well, first off, you keep calling this man something but eminence, and I cannot help. (laughs) I kept saying, what is she talking about? Who is she talking? Who is this person? Like, where did this word come from? Oh, she was talking about eminence. (laughs) I literally just went halfway through feedback going, what the fuck is she talking about? I thought I missed a damn character. Like, wait, was Lucius called something else? <laughs> did, they, did they give him a title and I didn't catch it? Because I, I was like, who? And then when you was talking about the guy on the chair, that's when it finally clicked in the Yeah, that's the fucking religion. It's a fucking cult. Everyone's a fucking cult in that religion. I don't like any of them. <laughs> I'm just going to be very transparent about them that uh, right now. They're fucking people with really, I mean, hey, if you want to go off on the land and you guys are all cool with that, fine. But I don't think, I think that's very, and I, I hate to say this when you get into sci- sci-fi shows, is why I also love The Expanse. There's no good or bad guys. That's not an issue. I think that is, unfortunately, what's wrong with American television as we continue to break out in more modes it's oh i need to know who my protagonist is i need to know who my antagonist is you don't have to have a protagonist and antagonist they're just people and in the end of the day that's the story that is most effective is when you're focusing on people i don't want this show to tell me who the good or bad guy is i'm gonna side with everyone at some point probably not the freaking religious people not at all but (laughs) (laughs) if i had to quote my bad guy i wouldn't even call them as bad though it's just i don't fuck with them if i had to pick i'd fuck with the androids i mean it's always perspective right everyone is doing what they think is best for the things that they think is best for 
Um, but then you have truly selfish people out there too. I feel Marcus is a selfish ass person. And I think that that might start to unfold under this facade and you can tell like the minute he got back it's not so much that oh you're not rescuing my child it's i'm not in control i don't want i want to make the calls i think i should be making the calls that's why the guy's like you've been here for five seconds and you don't know your place and i can't stand that (laughs) you know you can't even fake the role you can't fake the part you can't even fake humility and you telling your wife to play the role yet you yourself can't manage to suck up your own fucking pride because your ego are you really trying to rescue these six kids that don't need to be rescued? I understand that's your child, but it's not really your child. It's not really your child. Whatever bond you have with this kid, you still murdered their parents. Point blank. It ain't. You think uh, Paul's going to be like, well, you were really nice to me. You still fucking killed my parents. So I don't see them as good people either. Doesn't mean they're evil. I mean, kind of depends on Paul I mean I don't know those damn people so I ain't got no personal feelings about it but I don't know I just that to that I don't really care in this show I don't think there's going to be defined as good or bad people it's kind of like same thing with Westworld there's no good or bad people that's just not a thing it's it's just people sometimes making good choices sometimes making bad choices sometimes making morally conflicting choices sometimes just just it is what it is as far as the pits um going i'm actually going to disagree with i am i'm not completely disagreeing with mimi it was the not the crash landing however i will add an argument to that when you go and they were in the cracks and they went out to that like he already had went down there and said no something lives down there and then you can see that wherever they were in the crevice that tunnel led to one of those pits so it could be that the surface was disturbed and it would cause them to come up from the pits but it also could just be the more people on planet because as you point out we don't know how many people on the planet i don't think there's many past this platoon that we have here i think she killed most of them to be honest uh i think she would have killed the rest that were at the wreckage i i have a feeling she knew they were i i can't tell i feel like if they came out they're gonna die and the fact that they're not gonna leave her the fuck alone and right now you have to think about it from there like they're scavenging supplies they don't have shelter what i mean they were in her fucking garden for two seconds what the fuck were they doing oh well you don't mind if we take this oh well it's your land by right i guess until someone walks up on the no i don't fucking fuck with none of them (laughs) um what else did you say that i was gonna comment on other than the imminence thing i think that's about it Mm, i think father's just as far as like why he didn't he he plays a certain role and that role comes with i believe not only having because i feel as if their relationship is tug and pull like she's gonna say things he ain't gonna like she's he's gonna say things she ain't gonna like but they're still a team and i think that's important and if it wasn't then she never would have brought him back to life right she knows she needs to check on her balance 
and i i feel as if he knows that too and they've always known that with each other and we are seeing that as the audience and campion soon will learn that no we're a package deal like there is love here even in conflict and that's okay so i think that's what campion was trying to teach his son but he ain't ready to hear it and as far as hunter getting up in like why did tempest leave tempest left because she's been isolated she's sick and then campion the only person who's been around the settlement the longest is going well she can make you see things so if you are already making up additional lies of course why would she not think to trust the kid and even then she's a little uncertain but you're gonna go with the group you're you're yeah um but kids will be kids like i actually for usually i'm like shitting all over children when they do dumb stuff but in this case i'm letting campion pass because it's understandable (laughs) i'm letting these kids pass this ain't my home i don't know these people they also need to be broken down from the things they've been brainwashed even hunter as much as i want to slice his neck he still too is a victim of one type of life and there's no other choice outside of that and with that wrapped up let's move on to last but not least queen mimi what up stina it's mimi i am sending in feedback for raised by wolves uh episode three um i gotta let you know in advance that i write like chicken scratch when i'm trying to write fast and i cannot read what i wrote i try reading through it to see some of these words i don't even know what i was trying to spell or trying to write or trying to say so i'm gonna do my best i gotta go back to typing out little cue words or cue phrases to help me get my thoughts together because writing these notes is they're not doing anything i can't read what i wrote uh anyway first i want to point out that i do know and i forgot to correct myself in episodes two feedback but i do know that it's campion not champion the first episode it sounded like they said champion and i think at that point i heard champions so i never really paid attention afterwards and then when you're i listened to your feedback i realized it was campion i just never corrected myself so i did get that i wrote that memo down so i don't get dragged anymore it's campion so i will say that um so i watched the episode a couple of it was probably like three or four days ago it was really good i don't remember everything i don't think my notes are in any kind of particular order so i'm just gonna go through them first i want to say that the way that um mother was saying the little three little pigs that shit was scary as hell like i don't know if to them the three little pig is supposed to be like the terrified of these poor children but the three little pigs i heard when i was younger didn't make me want to pee my pants like i was scared i was like i don't want to hear the rest of this story and i I know what's gonna happen like i'm looking at her like why is she telling it like this lord have mercy stop i'm i'm scared (laughs) and i know how it ends like what the f um the other note i want to i wanted to point out because i don't think sometimes i don't think i make myself clear enough now earlier um when i was talking about this is in my last feedback i was talking about how the arc must be picking 
people that are like how they're picking the people that go to these um to this heaven the the ark i don't know i'm assuming the ark is heaven are the same thing but there has to be a way and let's be real okay um we can assume that this is the entire world and not just america i wouldn't put it past america sorry my dog was i lost my whole train of thought so i'm gonna start over and i already told you i am not editing so y'all gonna hear all this so i'm gonna start from the beginning what i was saying is last feedback i was saying about the ark how they i'm assuming that they picked the people that could be on the ark because we can from what we've seen so far i know it's hard for us to know and i think they're giving us information as they want us to get it but we know that caleb who is now marcus we know that they were leaving people on that planet knowing that the planet was going to die like they were either going to start to death they were going to be killed because the the necromancers were eliminating everybody so we can assume that there was only a select number of people that could fit on this arc we know that's not the whole planet so think of how this world is particularly america i can only use america as an example because this is the only place i've ever lived this is the only culture that i know but who gets what think about our president how much money did he make and how much taxes did he pay he paid 750 dollars in taxes 750 dollars in taxes i get more taken out of my check every two weeks than that i pay more in taxes every paycheck than he paid in the whole daggone year so that in itself lets you know rich people run stuff now i understand what you're saying christina about the you know currency so money doesn't mean anything that's true but power still does so to me i was using the word rich and powerful as you know synonyms to me they're the same thing they're not necessarily the same thing in our times but i'm talking about for them it sounds like the the people that are religious are the ones that are making the rules so i'm assuming those are the powerful ones which would one can assume that they would be more wealthy wealth has its own definition it doesn't money doesn't mean anything now but we don't know what kind of currency people have we don't know what makes them wealthy because they haven't shown us that yet but we can assume that wealth in this situation means that they have more of something than other people and whether that's power knowledge or whatever they have something so i just want to point out that i meant just in general there like the fact that the the person woke up from their hibernation um and he thought it was appropriate for him to go up and have sex with people that were sleeping and it sounds like i we know that the one girl is young we know she's she's under 18 um she looks like she could be either 17 or 16 but we should know she's not a grown woman and never mind whether she was an adult or not she couldn't give you consent because she was sleeping in hibernation so the fact that they did that and the fact that he wasn't killed immediately by one of those parents should let you know what kind of people these are you know and we saw just to point out the person that's in charge the leader that they have in charge right now he was a coward a straight up coward so that lets me know that my assumption of who they let on this arc is right 
they let these soldiers in or you know i don't know if they're soldiers warriors or whatever and i'm assuming some of these androids are there literally just to protect the people that are in power we don't know what makes these people powerful but we know that they're powerful whether it's brains you know or maybe they're higher up in the religion we don't know but that specifically is what i was talking about and when you allow people into a place based off things like that you're not you're you're bringing that same mentality with you these people think that they're above the law they think that they make the rules the fact that this was the second or wasn't he the second highest ranking religious person and he did this to these poor girls that in itself lets you know what kind of mindset they have and maybe he didn't care about getting caught maybe they only did something to him specifically because maybe he pissed off the wrong person we don't know all of the people that he sexually assaulted he might have sexually assaulted the number one person's daughter and that's the only reason he got in trouble we have no way of knowing that but i can tell you this these people are trash i know that much now i'm not saying me lamia had the right to go you know blow this whole ship up and kill all those people but we might not know all of the facts yet so i'm gonna just leave it at that so far we know and i know you think that marcus aka caleb because he has you know flip-flopping morals that that's questionable i don't because sometimes i mean i'm i can't say that i'm atheist i am spiritual i know like i can't say that my god is the right god i can't say that maybe who knows but i know that there's it got to be something else whether it's god or you know just a higher power karma whatever you got to believe in something so i'm just saying just because they go from let me pretend to have this religion so i can save my life and still have my beliefs i don't think that that necessarily makes them any kind of questionable because to me it's called survival of the fittest you got to do what you got to do if i have to i'm i'm using my own personal life in this scenario if i have to lie to save derek i'm gonna do it if i'm an atheist and i gotta pretend to be you know a catholic even though i generally don't believe in that stuff to save him i would do it to save myself i would do it depending on the circumstance and i don't think that makes me any less of a, a good person i just mean it just makes means that i don't want to die so I don't think we can hold that against them because they chose to flip flop just to get off of a dying planet. I personally think it was actually pretty brave and smart of them because who knows, Marcus might be the difference between this civilization dying and them not. We don't know what his his um, final destination in this show is. And I can tell you already that he's sick of the bullshit just from what we saw. Um, now that I'm done ranting about that, let's get to this episode. I just wrote down a couple of points that I wanted to point out. Like, I would like to say this. I tried to like Hunter. I really did. But it's official. That nigga can choke. What he said to that girl about, you know, you're happy he chose you. I wanted to stick my hand through my computer and choke the shit out of him. How dare you? Have you ever been sexually assaulted, sir? have you i'm i'm sure you have not because you would never fix your mouth to say something like that to somebody who chooses to be sexually assaulted i don't care what kind of power kind of money somebody has nobody wants that and for you to even have the audacity to say something like that they should she should have choked your ass to death right then 
I'm sorry, Mimi wouldn't have been able to stop Mimi. That's me. Lamia, <laughs> mother. She wouldn't have been able to stop me from choking his ass out. I'm just going to put that out there. I know you didn't like him. I was trying to give him the benefit out. Maybe he's just a snob because he don't know better. Or maybe he's scared and that's his way of acting brave. But no, he's a dick and he needs to go. Um, I really like that we got to see some backstory on Caleb. So we know he's been a soldier since he was a little boy, which means he's probably very cunning and brave. And he has a lot of to offer. He's going to be a, a good person to have I can't remember his wife's name but those two people seem like they generally love um I think his name is Paul I gotta be honest with you when we saw Paul for the first time and he's like why are you talking to me you guys never talked to me that broke my heart so I mean even if he knows these aren't his parents he probably liked them better like who has children and don't talk to them? What kind of nonsense is that? And it looked like from what we saw, no, they were all like in hyper uh, nation and, you know, we couldn't really, they, they, this was all in their mind. But the fact that he was playing with Paul and everyone was looking on, like that must not be a common thing. But I can tell that just from that interaction, like Paul is definitely going to love these people more than he loves his parents his real parents and it looks like like the woman even though she felt like it seemed like she was really hesitant like she couldn't do this she didn't want to do it anymore it seems like the both of them really developed feelings for Paul like they love him as if he was really theirs like they want to find him and it seems like they're going to do whatever they need to do and the fact that the general you know I'm not good with these people's names he was talking about some well who's going to protect me these are children these are people's kids your kids and all you care about is yourself like what kind of world it sounds like to me like the humans that were left over are trash and you probably be better off had been on that planet you know because at least when we you know human beings evolve and rise from the rise from the ashes of the the earth that's left maybe we'll be better for it because these humans are terrible i am starting to think you know was was lamia wrong for killing them because they're all terrible I really hope we got some more redeemable human beings because so far the ones we're seeing aside from Marcus and his wife they are really garbage and they clearly are gonna make garbage children um what else was my point here other thing I want to point out when they found that um it looked like some type of tank and he cracked it open and that white stuff started to come out he's talking about some milk milk i found milk i wanted to throw up like y'all ain't got no water who why why are y'all saving milk like i understand milk has nutrients and stuff in it but why milk y'all could be better off with some damn gatorade milk you can't you can't keep milk warm that's disgusting i don't know why but that really grossed me out and I would wanted to point out one more thing you said last podcast about you're not thinking that Mimi is crazy. I'm not saying you can be strategically crazy. And I think that's the difference between us. I think she is batshit crazy to think that these kids are going to ever think of her as a mom because she's not comprehending the human aspect of this. Like, yes, we know you can protect them. Yes, we know that you love them, but they don't know that. They don't know you. All they know is you just blew up their ship with their parents on it and now you trying to say call me mom no that's crazy and she's I think her real mistake was not pulling in campion underneath and explaining to him like look this is this is why I did it this is what I did and now we need to do this because of that like 
logically speaking as a android you think she would have figured out like maybe i need to talk to him her pretending like everything's okay is is the cuckoo part um she has um a logical explanation for everything she did and i'm sure but that doesn't mean that she's not crazy in the aspect of human beings thinking like looking at a robot but it sounds like her being reprogrammed from a necromancer to a nerd nurture nourisher you know to like to be a nurture that's the word i'm looking for Whew. sometimes i be questioning my intelligence and she's reverting back so i think her her mind is like fighting against her nature so she can still be a mom to champion but also protect them and i think her going back and forth is what's messing with her mind like we know she's not right and we knew that since the beginning and i mean she's not right meaning her programming she's not acting the way she's supposed to androids robots they're supposed to do certain things and i think her trying to do both is what's messing it up now i'm not i don't know what's going to happen with her having both these capabilities but i know that that's why i think she's crazy and nobody can tell me anything different um there is one more point Oh, the last point is when, uh, like, they ran away and somehow they didn't notice Paul was not with them. Like, y'all was not gone that long. Y'all, y'all, nobody noticed Paul. Nobody wanted to turn back around and retrace your steps. Maybe the, the older one, the smartest one, Hunter. Like, let me go find this boy. We're on an unknown planet. Let's all stick together. Nobody thought it was important. And then they just casually bring it up. We lost Paul. That really that's that's what y'all on y'all just y'all just gonna say it and then poor the poor little the little asian girl they gonna tell her to shut up talking and then they gonna start saying prayers like whatever that sound was y'all y'all they really need to stay with mother and father because they have no life skills i don't care what they i don't know what they were taught on that arc but clearly survival skills are not one of them and then poor poor baby paul like i love that little cute little blondie he just fell through the ground holding on for dear life like i'm telling you i don't know what is down there but i feel like every like all the living things are underneath the planet and that's why when that ship wrecked it uprooted the below like it seems like maybe like someone was intelligent enough to put like leaves or something on top of a hole that got them down there so this is just a theory but i think the humans on that planet or the human-like creatures are down there and maybe they knew they could go above ground but that little those little white whatever those weird looking creatures are the one that uh father <laughs> threw in that that storage room like I think that they didn't know it was an up, but now they do. And that's their new hunting ground. I'm sure it's probably harder for them to find the humans because it seems like there's an intelligent life down there. Because how else can you explain like there's a big hole? And if it was like if it was like just one of those man-made holes, it wouldn't have been covered by brush. So someone covered it up. That was probably their way to get in and out. I don't know what they would need to go to the surface for, but that was probably their way of covering it up so that they could always have a safe way away from those creatures i'm not sure <sighs> anyway whew, i'm done so i'm gonna end it here 
can't wait to hear you guys' feedback. I'm telling you, I watched Utopia this uh, episode four. Oh, so good. This show is so good. Merlin getting good. Ooh, we got some really good shows on this um, this roster, and I am here for it. So until next time, love, peace, hair grease, black girl magic, queen of the couch, Mimi out. Well, that is what Miss Mimi got to say. We're going to be beefing on this podcast because I'm going to let you know. I disagree with about 58% of what you just said. 58%. We gonna be beefing. We gonna be beefing. (laughs) Well, what did I say in the podcast? Conflicting ideas are perfectly fine. It is how we learn and grow. And you have to have that in any society. Whether... You feel validated by your point or I feel validated by mine. Now, the first thing I did want to, because I didn't see hear you mention it, and I wanted to make sure I, I did get that part. So are you understanding that it was the this religion, the Metherics themselves, that enacted genocide on Earth? Like they said, we're the superior power, right? Um... We're, we're, we, we've, the atheists lost the war, quote unquote. Um, they lost the war because these people, the Metherics, decided this religion that you were either this or that. Now, I don't know what this planet is. I think actually, and I needed to back myself up a few times. Who's saying we're talking about Earth? Like, that's a huge assumption on our part. I think they mentioned Earth. I could be mistaken there but we don't know what that earth looked like like you have to think about it that we're so far advanced in the future right that there's one only two conflicting religions we ain't had no mention of maybe everything that was anti like you said we don't have enough material to supposition too much but they are far enough in the the future that they can do crazy things like talk to each other in neural space during a 13-year trip. Like, I'm going aliens here. They're clearly an advanced species, far advanced where we're at, right? I'm not talking 10 years, I'm talking 15 years. I'm talking hundreds and hundreds of years. What do we value at that time? Because we're going back to the, the power thing. I think you're right. That's what I was getting at was that power does indeed um is the currency right but i think they did kind of at least the what i got in this episode they did break down that power structure within the metherics so it's the clerics who are priests or religious leaders these are people that are chosen for their their smarts it seems as if the clerics definitely are one step over the military. The military, honorary service, yes, of course, you fight for your military just like the holy, the yeah, just like the the, the wars. You go off, you do your pilgrimage, you kill a whole bunch of people, you come back, here's your reward, right? But I think it's not even just that, right? Because we find out at the first episode or the second episode that these two people were screened to get on that arc. So it's not even like hey you have so this that and the other thing 
you still needed to pass now you went you talked about survival of the fittest that's my biggest issue with that statement is it's not what it means everyone thinks survival of the fittest has something to do with you and nature survival of the fittest means natural selection natural selection means your organism you are biologically the most successful in surviving and reproducing it has nothing to do with how smart you are it has nothing to do with money has nothing to do with how you can orate has nothing to do with religion well it does in this case because <laughs> you need that's the that's the first part you need on the ark is you need to be in this part of the religion um but that's what survival of the fittest means there's no outside um influence there it's just you're naturally prone to be like african-americans girls african-american girls i should say are more prone they would be survival of the fittest over caucasian males has nothing it's just genetically you are engineered to be more successful producing offspring and more successful uh surviving being able to adjust and adapt to a new environment um as far as uh you know how they the ins and outs in that i don't know (laughs) i don't know but all the things that they're leading me to believe right now is that that hierarchy was there and in place i know you're you're relating it back to you know it has to be someone who has that type of thing but i mean because i'm kind of also looking in this show as the construct they're trying to set it up with which is basically around pre- um bc times right bc times you were hunter when you were hunter gatherer tribes in bc times you didn't have this thing like there was no no idea of anything past that unit and then kind of when we tumbled our asses down to much harder work farming and we understood what surplus was well then all of a sudden things got a little bit different right humanity went through a huge change of thought processes and the way this show is kind of basing that on is it's that that primordial period in history where it is about who you are and and the way in which you are able to influence and quite frankly i think influence is the biggest power here but also fear i mean these people have been screened so they're they are pre-selected every single now the other people on top of that i bet you that was a hierarchy established long long ago and no i I can't answer for what that was based on i have no idea could just be things that we are not really meant to know as well just only things you can supposition on uh i did what else did i put in here stand the intellectual ones uh what else did you say oh okay he was talking about marcus and sue i will not call them caleb (laughs) and mary i know shy was doing the exact same thing i was like yeah i'm never gonna call them by their names because it'll just confuse me but i was half confused i was like who the hell okay wait yeah i got it caleb and and see i already forgot her name <laughs> i don't know it's marcus and sue 
that's the identities and the faces they have swapped out here so i think maybe i needed to clarify myself a more about marcus and sue and their well it depends i would say someone who is and even in marcus's case and this is why i think actually his backstory helped my case even further when you do not know what your own convictions are you don't know yourself like if i can just easily i'm not saying you can't change your mind you can't evolve as a person no but everyone has a foundation right in which your morals and your idealisms are built upon that's your education from childhood up now of course we know in this episode that his education his training was way different and he was indoctrined into atheism now he has put himself in a position in which he is once again indoctrined into a faith where he has to play a part to i'm not sure how much he was convinced he was an atheist if they were recruiting when you were kids it's like when my mom made me go to church how much am i just going to church or how much am i actually believing i am a christian until you baptize yourself in anything you are not yourself mentally i believe at least able to i'm trying to think of the right terminology for this because i do think this this is important to not be so and i'm like i guess maybe fluid's the wrong word because yeah he can jump on this arc but what's the point are you going are you turning into this religion are you going to be tempted to turn into this religion you're on a planet you are now abandoned here you're around people that believe something that you adamantly do not believe what was the fucking game plan and i'm sorry i cannot agree on the brave thing whatsoever it's not bravery to do what you feel you have to do i mean i guess you can feel it's a i mean i should say i don't feel that it's brave his actions nor do i find sue's actions brave. yes sure they are opportunists they don't want to die that's understandable and i'm not saying that they shouldn't feel that way but as marcus say you reap what you sow every as you pointed out karma these are things that come into play so to me their actions don't bespeak of a bravery but a cowardice because if you are convicted or you are convinced that atheism is worth going to war for mind you and dying for you then at the end and all those people you've sat next to who died next to you with if he doesn't have that conviction there and then he opens himself open to this other side and the fact that that other side is just as because i'm not saying the metherics is good either no they shit but the only difference is they're all there willingly other than the children and then speaking of the children and how that guy didn't want to go get them those five kids no yeah those are vulnerable five kids but at the same time does are you are we looking at anybody else who lost any children has marcus or sue cared that man lost his wife do you did he give a morning 
they're five children that one they have a tracker on mind you so it's not as if they don't have uh any type of idea of where they are what they're doing if they're alive they know all these things right sure they can say they're in danger but if mother wanted to kill them then why would she take them like at this point i think that whatever you want to say there you could be distrustful all you want to i just think that what he said as douchebag as he is is a douchebag um that at the moment yeah it's hey we just crashed we're not even mentally (laughs) this was not expected we need to recuperate has it been 24 hours 72 hours i wish they would told me that in the show um what else did you bring up i was like nope (laughs) and the fact that they killed i know you feel bad because the parents never spoke to him but once again this is a religion or cult whatever you want to call it until that person believes that they're in a cult you can't tell them they're in a cult that's just that don't that's not how that works they've made a conscious decision even paul's parents I mean, how many kids are Jehovah's Witness? And you'd be like, mm. how many kids are this? And you'd be like, mm. how many Catholics out there? We all know what the hell's been going off in the diocese. I mean, that's all out there. So I'm not, as much as I don't like their religious faith or their cult and don't subscribe to it whatsoever, everyone who's there is there voluntarily. Ain't nobody being forced. And this is what this is the environment in which Paul and all these other children have grown up in. That's why I don't expect when they go into mother's house. It's the flip side. I'm not going to just stop praying because all of a sudden you showed up and and you told me I I shouldn't have to. And don't. You even threatened not to feed me. But because their convictions are so strong, they're still going to take the opportunity to pray. And that's why I said someone I feel lacks that type of like if you can't appreciate anything besides your life, then what does your life stand for? And if that is all that it stands for, then you are a selfish person. You're not brave. To me, you're <laughs> you're an opportunist. And the opportunity means whatever best fits your being able to live, which that's again, it if that's what you are, that's what you are. But I don't see that as a, a soldier. I saw him more as uh, placed out martyrs. I know he has to see it himself. Uh, Where's his conflict there? I just think there are a lot more things to be answered. And I think maybe just my initial gut reaction to that idea of switching in a war. Like I can understand if you even like you were going up there to destroy the ark. You know, I mean, ah, just me and like, fuck humanity. I'm gonna make sure I make it out. I'm not sure how I feel. I I guess I just have a different idea about that. That's that's, just, hey, it is what it is. But I'm not defending. (laughs) As far as I don't expect good things to go down for Marcus because there's, uh, maybe I just have a thing with certain men who act in a particular way that put me on edge maybe i'm just seeing triggering things that like i didn't like the fact that 
his wife was or yeah his girl was in there doing supplies and everything and he didn't announce it so he just creepily standing next to the fucking thing and then you getting all close i uh, it's just a few moments that just made me question this man and the way he talks like to me he acts as if he is already a metheric man by his natural sexism <laughs> and don't tell me he ain't he ain't said some shit to his wife that is out of left field that's more in line with probably some of these damn religious people and their feelings about women than maybe the atheists i don't know but i do don't feel confident about his mental state and i could just be way off base too because lord knows that has happened before i still think um paul's parents never speaking to him that's a part of the religion it seems like the clerics legit raised these children like they did not have that type of religion or that type of relationship maybe they would have you never know what the next uh, chapter of their life would have been and these people robbed them of it he clearly still wanted his parents and i don't think he's gonna be like well you were good to me so that's totally fine you murder them for selfish reasons <laughs> um i'm just not coinciding that part because they were innocent in that case scenario and those were my parents like i kind of like what that show i was watching oh yeah you probably know this black sales <laughs> like eleanor being pissed off about like, you know her daddy was shit however yeah motherfucker i'm pissed you killed my father because he's still my father you just can't murder him and expect me to look at you and not feel some kind of way don't matter that you love me or you thought you was doing with the best for me that's still my father only person that had the right to kill him is the lord or whoever you believe in or not believe in but it sure as hell was not another human being that supposedly cared for me so that's where i'm at with that uh as far as lamia being right or wrong like i said uh, the earlier thing i think this show is going to boil down to just humans being humans and the androids are going to be much more human than maybe the humans are being because they they certainly have an uh, order uh what else uh, i think that was about it because you said he was a brave soldier and i couldn't deal <laughs> that was the part where i was like oh no <laughs> i do not feel that way about him whatsoever and i let me tell you something i love me some travis Fimble. so damn sexy so it plays that role so well but I think that's the that's the ploy. It's like, oh, I'm so good with children, but that that escape. Oh, you know, I'm a part of the religion, but I can go ahead and molest children in my sleep, and they sleep, I should say. It's that that dichotomy of man. But I am interested in the backstories a lot more. Hopefully, they will fill in some of these blanks. Um. I also, with your mention of power. And you said there were different kinds of power. I think that is absolutely true. And just finishing up on my Marcus rant. Uh, I think the type of power that he's wanting is the, the kind of that he can control. 
And that's where I think maybe that's what it boils down to. I sense a need to be in control no matter what in Marcus and a sense of the ability and willingness to manipulate even someone he supposedly cares about in this woman that we've met. And that's where I feel uncomfortable because there's a, an, a, um, an insidious thought process to that that makes me feel with that couple with the ideas of religion man i i can't even go into more because i know I, it's late and i'm really wanting to just go into some very deep psychological things about um bc culture but that would take like 40 years <laughs> and i think i've said enough i think i got my point across i'm sure mimi's gonna tell me otherwise in the next episode and that's fine it really is. I would, I would just say we was beefing, but we really ain't beefing. <laughs> I just disagree. I don't like Marcus. I like Lamia. I like Lamia. Lamia. Is it Lamia or Lamia? Because last time I did a rewatch on the last episode, it was Lamia. And I was like, oh, I think I said Lamia. <laughs> now I may have everyone thinking it's Lamia. Um, I like Father. I like them because they're logical. They're just, yeah, they, they may not be the best parents, but shit fucking humans suck too at least they're programmed to do one fucking thing whereas humans eh we'll choose to be parents or not as you brought it out once again these people have let other people raise their children and then you talk about the parents where the other parents and everyone's dead (laughs) one dude's dad is dead the one girl's dad is dead we ain't even hear vita or holly mention their parents whatsoever i have a feeling they're orphans all of them uh, and and they went down in that damn arc but there's also and I think that goes back to your point a disconnect between all of the parents and all of their children because it's like prep school you know them until like get four or five then you go into the church and they take care of you from then you go visit maybe you look in on them it doesn't necessarily I don't think equate to maybe because our idea of nurturing loving parent I can't speak too much for the dead because we just don't know. Well, if you want to add to this conversation, very fascinating conversation, you can send that to blackgirlcouch at gmail.com. You can find this podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else good podcasts can be found. My social medias will be below. Remember to like, share, subscribe. And if you have time, run over to iTunes, leave a review and rate the podcast. Until the next time, Peace, hair grease, and black or magic.